Be Wealthy and Smart, episode number 730. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about gold. Is it time for gold mining stocks to head south? Well, recently I've been noticing a lot of people are very bullish on gold. Everybody thinks gold and gold mining stocks are going to go up. And we've liked these stocks for a long time. We've owned them through the downturn and did really, really well with GDX and GDXJ. But I do think They're looking a bit frothy here, and my biggest concern is that we're still in a deflationary environment. I'm very worried that there's no sign of inflation. In fact, there's lots of signs of deflation, and it's probably time for the general stock market averages to pull back as well. We've gone up 40% from the bottom, and it's been an amazing bounce, but remember, we're still in fantasy land, and that's why nothing seems to be getting to the market. Not protests, not riots, not violence, not unfortunate situations, not the pandemic. There's so many things that could have gotten the market to go awry. But of course, the market isn't looking at social indicators. The market is looking at profit indicators. So the market is looking at how profitable our company is going to be. And right now we're still in fantasy land because we have no idea how profitable companies are going to be. I mean, we don't have any real numbers and we won't have any real numbers until the end of the second quarter, which is the end of June and usually a period of time after that before companies report on their second quarter earnings. So we're not going to be in reality for quite a while. And that's why I've said in my stock market forecast that I thought we could go up, have a bit of a pullback like is due here, and then from this low go up to all-time highs before we get to reality and reality sets in and then we have our reckoning. Because I do think later this year, we will have a serious reckoning when the reality of the numbers comes in. And unfortunately, things are going to be lifting off much slower in the economy than originally thought. Many people had hoped for a V-shaped recovery. They thought we could stop the economy and then go right back and start it back up quickly. Well, I think we all know it's not starting back up quickly and multiple states are in various different situations of reopening. But eventually everything will get back to opening and even today I booked my first airline ticket, which I hadn't been really too excited about traveling, but then I thought, well, 
I have to make plans in advance, I better look at ticket prices. And ticket prices were so inexpensive that I went ahead and booked. Now, it's not for a couple of months out, but nonetheless, you have to make plans in advance for travel and people are going to start traveling again. Now, some people are going to avoid flying. The latest I've heard is people are booking places to stay, but they're driving there instead of taking airlines. But eventually, people are going to feel more comfortable taking airlines again and going on cruises and doing things like that. And especially if we have some more therapeutics or something in that area, people's perceptions will change a lot. So we'll keep our eye on that and see how that goes. But there are many companies that have certain therapeutics in the works, vaccines in the works, and all kinds of things. Many, many companies are working on it. So we'll see what happens and if that can boost people's confidence. But that won't change our day of reckoning in the future when our earnings numbers come in so much lower. And we realize that the market at that point is going to be completely overvalued, which it already is, but we don't have any real numbers to compare it to. So we may as well just keep going with it. The trend is your friend. I do think after this pullback, we will go on to new highs. And eventually, yes, there will be a time that gold miners will come back in vogue and will be very, very popular and do really well. But right now I'm expecting this bout of deflation and that means prices for a lot of things are going to be declining here. So let's look at an article written by Mark Hulbert. Mark has the Hulbert Ratings Investment Newsletter and he tracks other market timers. And this was published in marketwatch.com. And it was published as an opinion piece. And it says, gold timers have now turned bullish, so don't look for the metal to shine. And the caption says, after a prolonged rally, gold's near-term direction is most likely down. The article says, the gold timing community has become exceedingly bullish and contrarian investors know that excessive bullishness is a bad short-term omen. Consider the average recommended gold exposure level among several dozen short-term gold timers I monitor on a daily basis as measured by the Hulbert Gold Newsletter Sentiment Index, or HGNSI. This average recently jumped to 70%, which is higher than 97% of all readings since 2000. Recently, I devoted a column to this sentiment index, which came after several weeks in which gold had particularly disappointed investors. Far from hedging the S&P 500's bear market, gold fell along with it. Many erstwhile gold bulls threw in the towel in response, and as a result, the HGNSI had fallen to minus 2.4%, which meant that the average gold timer was allocating 2.4% of his gold trading portfolio to going short. So I just want to pause there and say his point is that when too many people get bullish and everyone is on one side of the boat thinking that the market is going to go up, people have to go over to the other side of the boat and even it out because too many people in one direction usually means they're headed in the wrong direction. He goes on to say, in that column, I wrote that contrarians were starting to smell opportunity. Two days subsequently, the HGNSI dropped even further, 
to minus 22%, which, as shown in the chart below, was one of the lowest readings in several years. Gold's price is almost $250 higher now. And here he's got a chart of the average recommended gold market exposure level among gold timers and how they were exceedingly enthusiastic at a 70% level. And I will post this article with the chart in the show notes so you can take a look at the chart. He goes on to say, unfortunately for gold traders, contrarians have become as bearish about gold's near-term direction as they were bullish then. To appreciate what the historical record teaches us about gold's prospects in the wake of high HGNSI readings, consider the performance of two different gold-related ETFs, the Vanek Vectors Gold Miners ETF, GDX, and the Vanek Vectors Junior Gold Miners ETF, GDXJ. The top two rows of the table report returns following the 5% of days since the year 2000 in which the HDNSI was lowest, while the bottom two rows report returns following the 5% of days with the highest readings. So his point here is showing the chart and that when people were not expecting a high return in the next six months, there was a positive 4.2% return for GDX and 16% return for GDXJ. And if people were exceedingly bullish, then the following six months, GDX was down 4.8% and GDXJ was down 15.9%. He goes on to say, notice the large difference in average returns subsequent to the gold timers being exceedingly bullish or bearish. The returns reported in the bottom two rows amount to sobering odds that gold faces right now. How much would the HGNSI have to fall in order to shift the odds to the more bullish ones at the top of the table? It would have to drop from its current 70% to at least minus 20%, a decrease in average gold exposure of 90 percentage points. While anything is possible, such a huge shift in sentiment is unlikely to occur in just a few days' time. Gold's decline on Monday of this week is only the beginning. The usual qualifications apply, however. Sentiment is not the only factor that impacts gold markets' near-term direction, and it might very well be that gold later this year will reach a new high. But if the next several weeks adhere to the historical pattern, the path gold takes to get there will take it lower first. End of article. And I agree with that 100%, which is why I selected this article for today's podcast. Yes, I'm expecting that gold mining companies go lower in this deflationary situation that we will see bringing the market lower, mining stocks lower, commodities lower, and likely the dollar higher. This would be somewhat similar to what happened in March, although I don't think it's going to be as sharp of a sell-off as in March, and I'm not expecting us to go to new lows in the S&P 500. I just think it's going to be a short, sharp sell-off, and from there, the market can go on to new highs until later in the year when things reverse and we start to have problems with the dollar, problems with all the debt out there, and an increase in gold price and increasing gold mining stocks. But again, we have a reversal here to get through before we get there. I could be wrong, but that's my take on it. This deflation is 
ready to hit any moment now. Longer term, we do really like gold, silver, and the mining stocks. And so in the fall, I think we will have an amazing buying opportunity. And I think we will have an opportunity to pick up these metals at much lower prices. I know that sounds drastic, but I think it's going to get drastic before we find a bottom and can take off from there. So the volatility is going to be great. And I urge you to be very cautious. And we might see the price of silver slide as well, but silver coins are so difficult to come by that I wouldn't part with mine for anything. And I know that at some point, silver is going to come back and then some. So I'm not worried about my physical metal of silver. It's too rare to even be able to get those coins. And so trying to buy and sell those is just a losing proposition. I wouldn't even think about it. If you have those physical silver coins, hang on to them with a dear life. They're going to be worth so much more later on. So don't worry about the fluctuations in that. We will see fluctuations. But again, they're so difficult to even come by because the mints have even stopped minting silver coins. You can't get them at the spot price and you're lucky to even get them at spot price plus five or maybe even $10. So if you have the opportunity to pick up some physical silver along the way during this downturn, I think that would be a smart buy too. In the meantime, watch out for the volatility we're not through yet. And although a lot of people are going to feel like the bottom is in and the worst is behind us, I really can't agree with that. Maybe temporarily, yes, but once we get the real numbers and we have to reckon with reality, we'll be out of fantasy land and it's not gonna be a pretty dream. It's gonna be an ugly nightmare. So while I'm normally a long-term buy and hold investor, I'm now more tactical in my trading and I would urge everyone to become more tactical and understand that there are going to be some devastating ups and downs and you can't just buy and hold through this because in my opinion, this is going to take at least two years for us to work through this. I think it won't be until 2022 that we finally see the final bottom in this particular situation. Along the way, we're gonna have strong rallies up and sharp falls down. So be aware, be more of a tactical trader. That reckoning is out there and those real numbers are going to shake people into reality. As I've tweeted, if we actually were marking where the stock market should be today based on today's earnings, it literally would be 75% lower. I'm not saying it should be because of course those are temporary numbers and we've had the economy closed, etc. I'm just saying it's taking longer than people think to get going again. And so eventually when the real numbers come out, they are going to be dramatically lower. Maybe they'll be better than 75%, but they might be 50%. They might be 40%. It's going to be a long way down from those new highs when we have the real numbers. So just be aware of that. There is that reckoning out there. Don't get fooled into believing 
that the bottom is in, it's not. If you'd like to be part of an investing group that is doing tactical trading, consider the VIP experience. It's my inside investing circle. Details about it are on my homepage. You can look at what is the VIP experience at lindapjones.com. And don't forget, my whole podcast library is at lindapjones.com forward slash podcasts. Every podcast I've made is there and there are answers to whatever financial questions you have. Just use the search box and search for whatever's on your mind and get yourself up to speed and to financial freedom faster. And of course, there's also my book, You're Already a Wealtherist, Now Think and Act Like One, Six Practical Steps to Make It a Reality Now. For anyone who wants their millionaire action plan, who wants to really understand what you need to do to build wealth, and men love it too. There's a link in the show notes to Amazon and also for our friends in Europe, there's a link to amazon.uk. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.